This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> Marvelous. Marvelous. Alan, I was offended. That's the point I'm trying to make. Oh, sorry, sorry, I wasn't listening. Um, we've got four blocks in Seattle that you just saw pictures of that is more like a block party atmosphere. It's not an armed takeover. It's not a military junta. Um, we will we will make sure that we can restore this, but we have block parties and, and the like in this part of Seattle all the time. It's none of those things. It's not democratic, not a republic, and definitely not glorious. Jesus, watch Frontline once in your life. Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. Well, Rod, it's almost July, and I have my heat on. That's insane. It's freaking cold here. I, you know, you're welcome to take some of our heat. We have four days of 100 plus temperatures. And you're going to have more of it. Well, yeah, right now it's today's supposed to be high of mid 80s. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to be there by the end of this week. And we'll see what happens if it does or not. And if we can believe anything. I mean, why would we believe weather people? They never get it right. Yeah, I believe if it was if it was hotter up there, like you know, close to our temperatures, you wouldn't have had the Chaz Chop issue. Well, you know, that's certainly a possibility. I mean, you had the situation down there where people would show up to to protest, and oh, by the way, I'm Dave, and I'm Rod, and this is Do Not Resuscitate. You had the situation down there where people would show up and get off those buses, those air conditioned buses, yeah. into that million degree heat. Yeah, and they were outside until it started getting hot, and then they were standing in the shade. Yeah, as as most people do. Yeah. You know what I remember most about living there for 20 years? No. So you go shopping, okay, mm-hmm. in the summertime, say July, August, especially August. You go shopping. And these shopping centers, like the mall or whatever, Vintage Fair Mall, they have these huge parking lots. Mm-hmm. But the only place people are parking is on the lower decks of the of the parking thing or under the trees. Yeah. So... Yeah. And and it's what's funny is the lower decks. It was I think it's out by the Macy's. Yeah, it's out that way. Is really small. It's not very big. No, it's not. But people are circling it for hours trying to get in there, and and then the trees. And the same is true at grocery stores. Everybody's parked by the clumps of trees, which they. Oh yeah. And so it's like it's like uh, like animals on the Serengeti, I suppose, looking <laughs> yeah. for the shade. That, that's a good way to put it. It it. Uh, <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, so uh, I don't know about you, but I've been watching the Chaz this morning, and as we record this, it's the last Sunday of June. So the last couple of days, I've seen a lot of uh, activity with the Chop or Chaz and a lot of discussion about things, which led me to the question uh, after someone tweeted this tweet, quote, is Chop about to get red-pilled, unquote? (laughs) And I had to stop and think about it because I couldn't remember, right? I had to go all the way back to the movie because I couldn't remember if the red pill was the good pill or the bad pill. Yeah. Turns out that the blue pill is the one where you wake up in your bed and you believe whatever you want to believe. Sure. Whereas the red pill is, that's the one where they they open your eyes and they show you things as they really are, right? The desert of the real, okay? And so this question, is Chop about to get red-pilled, had me thinking about that because 
you know, we've been talking about this now for 25 days with this uh, this protest, formerly known as Chaz, um, where it's not realistic. It's, you know, <laughs> the whole thing is, the whole thing is just a, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess this week they started a, a, um, what, what did the sign say? So there's two white women. And if my wife's not okay. listening, may I say fairly decent looking white women holding okay. a sign, a banner across the entranceway to the park in the chop. Mm-hmm. And the sign says black healing area only. And you can't hmm. go in there if you're not black to heal. So, okay. and, and they are pretty, pretty obnoxious about it. So it just, it just struck me as we've gone full circle here. Now we've, we've gone from racial equality, demanding racial equality to demanding racial segregation, even inside the utopian fantasy place where none of this is supposed to be happening. Yeah. Where people who generally lean left are lugging around AR-15s and, and, <laughs> and there's clearly very little respect for um, gender in the sense that, you know, we've had a couple of reported attempted rapes and uh-huh. the likes of that. And and that got me going because there was a whole Twitter thread and God, talk about a time suck, Rod. Oh, yeah. Talk yeah, about a time suck. I don't go on Twitter if I can help it. I don't even mean Twitter. I mean Twitter hashtag chop. Oh, yeah. Refresh for the latest every 10 seconds to see what's going on. Because it, it, this all started, was it Friday? When when the mayor had yeah. the meeting saying, you guys need to clean this up because we're going to take it down and blah, 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 blah. So, so we were expecting 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon, we were expecting uh, Seattle Public Works to go in and actually take down the barricades. Which, yeah. looking at the video, because I still am... I don't know why, but I am. It looks like they have taken some of the barricades down. They've clearly stripped off the plywood that yeah, was there the, for uh, decoration. The artist's backdrop. <laughs> so I have no idea what's actually going on there. There's still, we have multiple views. It's, 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 it looks like my bedroom in the midst of cleaning. Yeah. You know how you just throw everything in the middle and then. <laughs> sword through yeah. it all that's the way it looks like right now <laughs> anyway we were all expecting this two o'clock confrontation that never came at the, they went to a church instead nearby and the leaders of Chaz refused well that's what we were told they the leaders refused to allow live tweeting or video but it turned out it was the mayor that refused to allow that okay so nobody knows what happened in the meeting and we get two competing views as to what happened in the meeting one side says this the other side says that. And I don't know how to know who to believe because neither one of them are trustworthy. Yeah, I wouldn't believe either one of them. If they're going to go, if they're going to have a secret meeting, basically, we, well, secret in the sense we know it's there, but the proceedings are secret. Eh, I'm not going to trust the outcome in either one of the, either side. Well, this goes back to, one. this goes back to the very beginning of this. Remember when uh, Mayor Jenny, Mayorette Jenny, as I call her, um, and I don't live in Seattle, so I can pick on him. It's weird because I'm, I get this all the time. This is what I get all the time, Rod. You must spend a lot of time in Seattle. You're only 10 miles away. <laughs> yeah, you're it right. It takes an hour I'm, to get there. An hour? It takes three hours to get there. Okay. <laughs> Minimum three hours because of the traffic. Um, 
you're right. I live 10 miles away, 15, 16, if you, depending on what part, but there's a whole Puget Sound between here and there. Yeah. So you either have to go all the way around the Puget Sound, down to Bremerton, down to Tacoma, up through Federal Way, and then yeah. to Seattle, or you have to take a ferry, which takes about an hour to cross, but it only runs at certain times. So unless you leave your home, if you left my house at just the right second, drove straight to the ferry dock and got on, it would still take you 25 minutes to get there. So minimum is an hour and a half to get there. Minimum. But the odds on you doing that because COVID are pretty low because the ferry schedule is kind of, (laughs) you know, (laughs) when we get a full load, we'll go. But it's guilt by association. You're you're 10 miles away. So, you know, hey, you're going to be right. You're a Seattle resident. Yeah. Well, half of our county thinks it is anyway. Yeah. I, I, Bainbridge Island, which I'm famous for commenting about, half the addresses on Bainbridge Island are listed as Seattle, which is bizarre <laughs> to helps. me. Yeah. No, it really doesn't because they're in Kitsap County. Just weird. Anyway, the whole thing started when, when Mayor Ed Jenny went on some news show at night and ta- started talking about this peaceful block party. You may remember that. You may not remember that. I played it yeah. at the beginning of the show where she's talking about this peaceful block party. It's not a military, it's not a military junta, she says. <laughs> not a junta. It's a block party. There's more to that clip where she goes on about how this particular area of Seattle, we have block parties like this all the time. It's no big deal. Yeah. Right. Well, again, how do I know? I mean, number one, I've been there, but it's been years like 30 years since okay. I've been in the Capitol Hill neighborhood. I mean, at least that. So, um, but how do I know? I mean, I watched the videos. I, I'm sitting here watching it now. Uh, I'm enthralled by people walking in the middle of a street. I have no yeah. idea why. It's you need to link that for the, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll, part of the show. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. I mean, there are, there are those uh, canopy things like you would see at a street fair. Yeah, there's some blockades like you would see at a street fair. There's people walking up and down like you would see at a street fair. I don't see any people with guns, but then again, you know, they put the they cameras. They know the up. cameras there, Dave. Yeah. Okay, but we've it's seen like when that first when that first came up and we were watching it, they had a whole setup. There were people that were that were set up with those pop up tents and they were sleeping and they were all that right in this in the view of the camera, and then that went away quickly. I mean, yeah. once they realized that camera was there, it, oh, no, no, we can't be there. Right. And so the one camera, that, the main camera that we've been watching is right across the street from the park. Uh, the other one I'm watching is a little bit further down. Uh, but this whole argument is, which is it? I mean, I don't trust Mayor at Jenny at all. And the fact of the matter is, and I hate to say this, but the fact of the matter is people of my political persuasion are going to do everything they can to paint this as evil as possible, right? Sure. All they're going to tell me is the bad things. Yeah. They're going to tell me about, you know, the crime and this, that, and the other. And I don't know who to believe, and I don't know how to believe who I'm supposed to believe. I really don't. I I read the tweets. I sent you this tweet yesterday about the... uh, what was that thing about? About the, um, God, I can't remember the name. I got to find it here. Hang on. Because <laughs> I sent it to you. So I, uh, da, da, da. Didn't I send you a tweet yesterday about the... You uh, did. The, the problem comes from outside the chop. It was like right. 
And then the, the guy replied back, no, it's, you know, it's, it's a miracle or something like that. And it was, yeah, yeah. It, it's, you know, more change has come to Seattle and the rest of this County in the last four weeks of the protests than in years of working within the system. It's hilarious that, that it's, that the right is so focused on the few blocks in Seattle it threatens their peace. And it was replied to by, by someone saying, yeah, hilarious, quote unquote. That's the word I'd use to describe one young man murdered, five other shootings, a rape of a death woman, and two other sexual assaults. So, I mean, that kind of encapsulates the whole thing, right. both sides. And and I, I, I'm kind of in this position. And, and here's the thing, Rod, is it, it, it it's more than just this. I mean, there was an article in the my reading yesterday about little known Dave Diamond fact here. I love paleontology. So I read every day paleontology news. And, and there's this, you know, article about, um, science by press release instead of pure. And I sent you an an example of this with the COVID thing. I mean, instead of, Mm -hmm. instead of actually, you know, going through the process, writing a paper, writing a paper, excuse me, and getting it peer reviewed and publishing it in a respectable journal and replicating your results and all that. The, the the way now is to write a paper, send a press release to all the media with a fantastical headline, and then and then in the bottom of it put, this has not been peer-reviewed yet, yeah. you know, at the very the, bottom the of the print. <laughs> and even science is becoming like that. So it's like, well, how do, how, do, how do I know who to believe? And there are so many irreparable, ir, ir, is that a word, irreparable? It doesn't mean what I think it means, though unreputable 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 scientific journals and i'm doing the air quote thing here that'll publish anything any fool sends them yeah and some years ago there was a science uh, some professor somewhere that just sent out nonsense papers to see who would publish them yeah (laughs) and and the same thing is happening the majority of those got published yes they did unfortunately how do i know who to believe how do i I mean short of going there I, i say this all the time about global warming you know Short of getting an airplane and going to the North Pole myself, um, how do I know if the ice caps are actually melting or not? They need a webcam. They have a we webcam. <laughs> don't they have a North Pole yeah. webcam? I, I don't know. They probably do. Mm. They probably do. It's you know we we get that even with uh, there's there's both sides. You only see what they want you to see. Either side. So it's very hard as someone who's not in the area to make the distinction between the two. You've got to believe that it, I guess the truth is somewhere in the middle. Or something else completely different, possibly. True. See, that's as, and so when I see this tweet about is Chop about to get red pilled? Okay, so I interpret that as are the people in Chop about to realize the truth of the situation, which is that their situation is untenable and they have pissed off the neighbors the neighbor and that's see the response to this was somebody tweeted that you've you've that same tweet mm-hmm. uh thing you know you've you've made the neighbors angry you've you've and the, the reply to that is no the neighbors love us they support us they even said they support us in their lawsuit against the city which is like wait they're suing the city to end chop but in the lawsuit they say we support their goals and aims. They didn't want the backlash, right? They didn't want to be canceled. Yeah, we know some people like that, don't we? Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of people that are that are sucking. 
on both sides of the teeth, I guess, in, in some ways. And it's it's strange to me. So is Chop about to get red-pilled? Are they about to realize? See, I, last week, this time, we were discussing whether or not they were going to send the National Guard in here. And I kept mm-hmm. saying they're not going to. They can't. Sending the National Guard in there would be exactly what they want. That's what they, they want. They want 1968 all over again. They want video of Trump-loving troops gunning down peace-loving friend you know black lives matter protesters that's what they want yes and they're not going to get that no they aren't because that would that would prove their case right but it you know it, there's nothing wrong with sort of waiting this whole thing out in an extent that in the extent that they just sort of are having this kind of implosion with the internal violence to the point where the leaders even came out and started saying that, hey, we need to go ahead and start disbanding and going home. Are they saying that? Because I haven't, I haven't seen that. I have, I had seen a report, and, and I don't them, again, I don't yeah. know how accurate it is. Yeah, and that's the problem. That, yeah, that the leader had had been quoted in saying that. We don't know. I mean, one leader, and, and, and you know, who's the leader? I mean, <laughs> that's the next question. Is it is this this Raz Simone or whatever his name is? Is he the leader? Or... I have no idea. It's uh, I, I do. I, I did watch a video where he was handing out guns to people. Well, yeah, but again, that may not have been. I mean, it's context. It, I'm told that was in the chop. But how do I know? Yeah. Well, that's true. Here's a picture of a submarine, you know, doing doing things. But how do I know what it really is? And I that's what's messing with my mind more than anything. That's the red pill, blue pill for me is that I don't know what to believe anymore. I really don't. I, I get to the point where it's like Tom Clancy years ago, years ago, back in the 90s, wrote a book, um, Dead of Honor. Okay. And it fictionalized a second war between Japan and the United States in modern times. Okay. And it wasn't run, the war on the Japan, Japanese side wasn't run by the government. It was run by the Zaibatsu, the business people who were mad about their losses in, in America and blah, blah, blah. Go Google the Times, kid. There was a, kids, there was a time when we weren't afraid of China, we were afraid of Japan. And it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was while I was in the service. Anyway, point being that one of the things that they did in that, in that book, a, a United States aircraft carrier had been damaged and wasn't supposed to be able to move. And so it was sitting in the dry dock at Pearl Harbor. And so... They got the news people to film a whole report. Now, remember, this is the early 1990s. To film a whole report with this carrier in the background talking about how it'll be months before the thing moves and blah, blah, blah. When the truth of the matter is, it was already west of the Marianas and the Westpac flying at flank speed towards Japan. (laughs) Okay? And there was a comment in that book about, well, how do I know what to believe anymore? (laughs) You know? If, if, If the news networks, the cable news networks, can fake this... How do I know? And is it is it just that I'm spending too much time reading this stuff? Do I, is that what the, I got an article here about? You know, doom doom scrolling is messing with your mind. Doom scrolling. That's I guess looking at the doom and gloom all the time. Right. And yeah. if doom scrolling is messing with your mind, am I blue pilling or am I red pilling? Because I don't know. <laughs> I guess it depends on which side you're looking at. What side am I looking at? That's my problem. Is I don't, 
it's confusing to me, and, and I consider myself to be, okay, I'm not a college grad yet. Did not go to college. I went for like a day. And then I realized okay. this is not where I need to be. Um, I've thought about it in the interim. I've, thought, I've said to myself numerous times, I should go to college, get my degree in history, and blah, blah, blah. And then I go online mm-hmm. and look at the, the cost of oh, getting yeah. a piece of paper that says I know something about history is like more than my house payment for a couple of years. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, it's just not worth it. It's not. I don't need a piece of paper to tell me what I know and don't know. And if you think I need a piece of paper to tell you what I know and don't know, well, maybe that's part of the problem. Anyway, point being this, I'm not a college graduate, um, but I consider myself to be a fairly educated person. I mean, I got thousands of books and, you know, you yeah. know me, I read. And, um, and, and, and yet I look at this whole thing now with confusion. Because, again, I know what I think, I know what I feel, I know what I believe because logic tells me this is the way it is. Yes. But how do I know that? I think we've, you know, well, for one, it's going to get worse, Dave, just because of the deep fake technology that's out there. Uh, they'll be able to manipulate video, live, live stream video. But uh, in some ways, I think you almost need a C-SPAN type of coverage for all these events where it's just a, it's a rolling camera. Right. That's independent, right? That's not left or right. It's just independent and it's out there, which I think that's the only way, which kind of these webcams could be, except as like you said earlier, as soon as they realized they were on camera, the, the, the bad stuff disappeared. Yes. But then again, we don't want to have cameras in all of society because then it's Big Brother watching you. Dang. Is, yeah. is the if you answer, can trust the media. Well, is, I mean, and that's, that's the question. Is, yeah. is the answer less media? Maybe. Uh, now, I'm not advocating that the media go away, but my wife is a great example of this. And my wife, whom I love dearly, I want to be clear about this hates social media because okay. everybody on social media has an agenda in her boards. Okay. Okay. And it's always an agenda that she disagrees with. She doesn't like it. And so it was driving her nuts. I mean, you could see the tension in her. She would come home after a 12 hour shift at a labor and delivery unit where you're dealing with people's lives. She would uh-huh. come home, <sighs> sit on the couch, log into social media. And within 20 minutes, she'd be sniping and yelling and, and and worst of all, hey, watch this and tell me what you think <laughs> while I'm trying to read my dinosaur books. Anyway, <laughs> after about three weeks of this and me saying to her, why are you watching this? Why do you care? She would, she finally got rid of it all. She she canceled her Facebook account and she okay. got off of TikTok, which is, TikTok is the worst of the worst. Did you celebrate when that happened? I did. I said, yeah. And of course it lasted about a day. <laughs> <sighs> And I'm wondering if if that's the reason. I mean, frankly, Rod, and I've said this before, my Facebook account, I have a Facebook account. I have a Facebook page for the shows that I do, Constitution Thursday and this. And um, Mm -hmm. I have like 626 friends or something like that on Facebook. Yes. And about 12 of you are allowed to be seen by me. (laughs) The rest of you are on (laughs) mute. Not, and, And I don't post, and when I post things, 
I limit who can see it. Not because yes. I don't like you, but because, and how do I say this politely? I don't care. <laughs> I don't need your politics. I don't need your agenda. I don't need yeah. whatever. I'm still weeding those people out. God, it's fun. It's, it's so, it's so relieving. It really is. Oh yeah. I mean, you get up in the mornings, right, right? You know, you get up in the morning for a long time and you see the same posts from people about, I hate blah, blah, blah. I hate blah, blah, blah. And then you put mute. And mm-hmm. you don't see that anymore. <laughs> and yet yeah. people then turn around and bitch about the fact Facebook is so negative. Well, it's only negative because you're letting it be negative. Yeah. It's only bad because you're reading stuff from people that aren't thinking anyway. Yeah. You're not choosing your news sources wisely, are you? That's part of the problem. How do you choose a wise news source? Well, over time, I think you learn which news sources are are excellent and which ones are problematic, right? Yeah, you do. You know, and every news source has their own biases. And as long as you're aware of that when you're reading it, you can kind of filter it with with that with their bias in mind and understand that. Okay, so that's what they lean towards. Have you seen that chart, that bell chart that lists all the news sources? And so you got extreme not. right, extreme left, and then all the news sources, and then the middle, and and the, the the section in the middle is gray, and it's the the the, the tagline is "Stay in the gray." Okay, <laughs> stay away from all the others. I don't know if I believe that or not, but there there are things. For example, I will read far left websites just because I actually read far left websites far more than I read far right websites. Why? Because I already know what I think. I don't need people telling me what I think. I don't need people reminding me what I think. I need to be challenged in my thought processes. And occasionally I am. There are, there have been articles and and the likes of that, that the Raven report from last week is a great example of that article there. Mm -hmm. It's it's an article I don't necessarily agree with, but it, it challenged me. To think about why yes. I disagree with it. Um, the, the upshot of this is choosing your news sources is problematic. And if Facebook is your news source, well, <laughs> you lose. The worst part of it is the memes. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. This whole meme. The one you sent me yesterday was so hilarious, by the way. <laughs> well, now, there are, there are different kinds of memes. Okay, the meme I sent you yesterday, I think I sent you two. Didn't I send you the other one, too? I don't remember. Let me um there was two there was the land of lakes one. Oh, i sent you the the, the the land of the lakes one was the right. one i was talking about yeah that's if you haven't seen that it's uh how american they got rid of the indian and kept the land which is hysterical <laughs> and yet disappointing at the same time and it really it is. is but it's the you know what is it thomas jefferson said the sting in any rebuke is the truth yeah. well <laughs> There you go. Yeah. What's the other one about Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben, people who lost their jobs because of the color of their skin? Yeah. Yeah. That's well, right. and there's some truth to that. There's some argumentable, argumentable truth to that. But the memes of it, there's two kinds of memes. There's the funny memes, the memes that are designed to make you laugh, like that one. And then there's the memes that are just completely false you know, yes. This is George Soros, the picture of the Nazi dude. Oh, that's this horrible. This is George Soros. He, it's not George Soros. And and five minutes worth of, not even five minutes, five seconds worth of research. It, here's a little trick for you, folks. You can right click or left click on on any picture. You can open the picture, so you left click on it on on any picture on Facebook, and then you right click on it and search Google for this image. 
Yes. And it will tell you what the image actually is. So if you don't believe that it's what you're telling you, right-click it and see. And you'll quickly discover, like in five seconds, that that is, in fact, Oscar Gronig, who was a Nazi accountant at Auschwitz. Okay? Yeah. George Soros was too young to be an SS. Anyway, point being that someone posted one yesterday about Kamala Harris. So it's Kamala Harris, and she's saying something to the effect of, we have to keep everything locked down till November 3rd, I think, or whatever it was. I'm trying to remember exact words of this, but it it was clearly a falsely attributed quote. I mean, it wasn't even sure. It wasn't even uh, here's here it is. I got to get it up here. Nope, it's not available. I took it down. So anyway, the point being, it was it was Kamala Harris saying something about about conservatives and punishing conservatives, and we're going to get you because you voted for Trump and blah 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 that kind of stuff. Clearly, a false attributed quote. She did not say this, but it had a date on it, so it must be accurate. And by the yeah. way, the date it had on it was June 28th, today, 2020. <laughs> it was posted yesterday. So clearly, you know, it has evidence that it's false, but people buy into this. Yeah. Okay. And, and for reasons that I'm not going to go into here, this is someone that I actually care about in the sense of he's a friend and a shipmate and likes that. So I posted on there. This is not true, and this is why. And I, sh- and I walked him through. This is, yeah. this is the evidence that this is not true. And you know what the response was? I was going to say, how did that go over, Dave? <laughs> yeah, Dave, but it's still an unspoken agenda, you think? <laughs> so Great. we've got this other aspect of this whole thing, which is now we're, now we're politicking, but we're, we're, we're doing this by me. We are literally putting what we want people to be into our posting with no evidence whatsoever that they actually did that. Hillary Clinton was the same way. Remember those Hillary, remember those Hillary yes. Clinton memes about Michelle Obama? Oh, yeah. I'm like, why are we doing this? Well, because they believe that anyway. Well, how do you know that's what they believe? Yeah. And, and it always comes back to... Dave, you know these people. You know how they are. I mean, even Rush Limbaugh says it. I know these people. No, you believe you know these people. But you get mad whenever somebody puts it in your, puts words in your mouth. Yeah. Right? Don't you get mad about that? Well, I don't hate everybody. I mean, this is what the left says about you. You hate black people. You hate Hispanic people. You hate Jews. You hate whatever solely because you're a right-wing Nazi. And what's your response to that? I don't hate anybody. I don't... Why do you... Yeah. Immediately defensive. Right. Well, why would they be any different on the other end? No, they aren't. And... They they respond likewise. And... I, I, I hate to bring these kinds of things up because, you know, people get upset about this, but many of you are Bible toting Christians, right? So when you know something is false and you post it anyway. Yep. What is that? Hmm? Uh, There's a a commandment about that in the Torah. Isn't there? Yeah, there is. Bearing false witness. And even your guy said, you know, (laughs) similar things. So why do it? And, And you're just playing into their, you're just playing into their, 
their goal anyway, because now they hold you up and go, look, this guy's a known liar. I never said that. There's no proof that I said that. He lies. So why, if I can't believe him about this, why would I believe him about anything? I can see that. Once you're a liar, aren't you always a liar? Well, you know, Dave, we are all, we're all fallen. I mean, that is kind of the, the nature of the human race. You don't have to have, you know, you don't ever have to teach a kid how to lie. They know. <laughs> well, the funniest thing I did to Ben was like a three-year-old. He told me a little lie or something. I said, your blue dot's showing. Blue dot? What blue dot? I said, there's a blue dot right in the middle of your forehead that shows up whenever you lie. And only dads can see it. And I have a picture somewhere. <laughs> I'll have to find it. I, I have a picture of him somewhere standing on the sink, leaning into the mirror, looking for the oh, blue yeah. dot. And every now and then he'll still pull that one out on me. It's pretty funny. I don't have a blue yeah. dot. I'm not lying. I'm t- I, 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 there's no blue dot. I'm not lying. Yeah. I did something similar to my oldest when she was at like about eight, I think it was, where I told her I could read minds. And I said, you're thinking right now that I can't read your mind. <laughs> she, the look on her face. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was hilarious. She, she, oh. she thought that for a while. He did that to me just as I was drinking coffee. Sorry. <sighs> this, this anthropomorphizing of other people's minds. I mean, this really, you know, it's interesting because this is the day that Franz Ferdinand was, was uh, assassinated in Sarajevo in 1914. Mm-hmm. And that kind of thinking where we just assumed we knew what other people were thinking, what they believed. That's pretty much what started World War I in which 20 million people are going to die before the Spanish flu hits. No, and, and nobody could understand why it wouldn't slow down. Nobody could under, figure out why it kept building on itself. But I know that's how they think. I know that's what they mean. <laughs> Wait. Let's, I don't know, man. I get worried about it. I, I this This whole concept of doom scrolling is is bothering to me because i feel like i'm i feel like i'm doing that to some degree but at the same time I, <laughs> let's see um the new york times this habit has become known as doom surfing or falling into deep morbid rabbit holes oh if i've been there filled with coronavirus content agitating myself to the point of physical discomfort i don't i don't know that i've been that bad but yeah it's been i mean some of it you can't help because you turn on the tv even to watch the local news and the majority of the hour broadcast of news is talking about one was coronavirus and of course next was all the protests right and up here it's like there's there's two threads going in the same way as as the chaz the protest and chaz and at the same time we have the seattle times issuing every day a coronavirus count. So since, let's see, since the 10th of June, you ready? Sure. 288 new cases, 137 new cases, 392 cases, 324 cases, 296 cases, 300 uh, to, to today's count, which is 549. So it's been going yeah. up. And so everybody's, everybody's having, like proverbial cow about this. Well, but if they if they just would have thought things through, they would have realized that all that social distancing really does 
is slow. It slows the spread, but it also it it also leads to where once you do start relaxing the the social distancing guidelines, you're going to have a spike. Okay, but depending on which side of this whole thing you're on, what what's been the what's been the headline on the conservative side for the last two weeks about COVID cases increasing? Well, I can't go to church, but I can go to a protest. Sure. To which Popular Science then puts out an article. Again, at the very bottom, it says, this study has not been peer-reviewed. Yeah. It's a press release saying, the reason the cases are going up is, be- is not because of the, uh, the protest. In fact, this article argues, the protests are helping keep the curve down. Because the people most likely at risk are staying home and away from the protests. I'm I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. Okay. Okay. So the protests are actually helping to flatten the curve rather than increasing the curve. But people going to the beach or to Trump rallies, yeah. those people are in fact or, or church causing it to go up. See what I mean? I don't know who to believe. Well, we didn't have a problem in Oakdale until we had that protest. So we had 14 cases for like, it stayed 14 for like two weeks. And then that protest hit. And then after right. that, it's jumped up to like 34. Wow. I don't know, man. I'm, I, I read this stuff and I think to myself, these are scientists, right? The people who wrote this are actually scientists. The people who wrote the press release may not be, but the people who wrote it are actually yeah. scientists. Now I get studying this. Okay. We should study the, the relationship between, protests and increasing COVID cases and blah, blah, blah. I'm all for that. Yeah. But somehow or another, I think that ought to be peer reviewed before you go public with it in a mainstream scientific publication about with a, yeah. with a caveat at the bottom. <laughs> it's science, Dave. It's science. It's gotta be true. Right. But, Oh my God. I'm, Is I don't know who to believe. You know, Bill Nye. <laughs> the comedian. Yeah. I mean, that's what he is. That's how he got to start. He yeah. got to he got to start here on a show here in Seattle. I don't know if you knew this or not. I didn't know that. Back in the eighties, there was a show called Almost Live with Ross Schaefer. Google it. It was a local sketch comedy show here in Seattle area, and it was funny. Really? I mean, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen on TV, and it actually it actually went national for about two weeks. But because the humor was so localized and so... It, it fell flat. It, it, it didn't last nationally at all. But locally, it was, I mean, it was mandatory TV back when you didn't have VCRs and on-demand. Mm-hmm. Everybody was glued to the TV. It was like Lucille Ball back in the 50s. Everybody in this area was glued to the TV when that thing was on in the barracks, everybody was on it. And I mean, it was, it was a funny show, but that's where Bill Nye got his start. And it was a joke. Bill Nye, the science guy who would do these bizarre experiments that were bound to fail and blow up. Sure. And it was funny. And then somehow or another, the only thing that survived of that show is Bill Nye, the science guy who was not a serious scientist. He was a comedian. He was a stand-up comedian (laughs) like the rest of them. Yeah. Does, Does that invalidate some of the things that he says? I don't know. I mean, I'm a radio talk show host, and I like to talk about dinosaurs. Does that mean I don't know what I'm talking about in history? Does that mean I don't know what I'm talking about? 
I don't think it does. But at what point do people start taking me seriously as the definitive subject matter expert on things without checking what I'm saying? Yeah. People should always check what other people say. You know, it's just don't ever take a single source for you know, for granted. Always, always double check. But I saw it on Facebook, Rod. It must be true. Yeah. Well, I've done my share of correcting people on that. I've given up. That's one of the reasons why I put so many people on mute because I got tired of correcting them and yeah. being ignored with, well, that's what they were thinking anyway. So if they're thinking that anyway, well, yeah, I, I'm not going to change your, I can't, I can't change your mind. Nope. I can't make you see things the way I see them. I can't, but at the same time, I don't have to put up with it. So, so no, if you're wondering on Facebook, why I don't respond to your posts or why I don't, react your posts probably because i'm not seeing them yeah <laughs> and that's I'd, pretty much it and i don't know i don't care why you're not responding to mine because they're not for you. yeah well i i even restrict people there's there's certain people that i've restricted from seeing my posts as well i'm yeah. still friends but you're not going to see anything. right and that's the beauty of it it's hey, th- this whole unfriending thing so i've got yeah. a i've got a person in my life that <laughs> they'll have an account Something will happen. There'll be a big argument, and they'll delete their account, and unfriend everybody. Okay. And then a week later, they're back with a different name, and they send out all these friend requests. And so, I for the first couple of times, I fell for it. Now I'm like, yeah. delete, click, click, click. It's my click sound. We used to get some weird ones from the Elevangelist too, where they'd send us, you know, this being this nice picture of this, you know, usually a young woman. And a name, and there's only like two or three pictures of the person, but they're sending a friend request, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of strange. Right. Do a Google search, right? You know, you right click and Google search it, and like, oh yeah, that's a that's not who they pretend to be. <laughs> Funny how that all works, huh? Oh yeah, it's amazing stuff, folks. So the moral of all this is what I'm saying to you is consider the source, and maybe. Maybe there's something to this idea that if we just all kind of stepped back from doom scrolling for a little bit, yeah. we'd be uh, we'd be better off. Unplug. Read dinosaur books. That's what I'm doing. Or you could uh, watch the video that I got. I got the Apocalypse Island video. Did you oh, ever get to see any of this? I know I. I didn't. I didn't watch it yet. I started to. It's still as wonderful as ever. <laughs> it is still so marvelous. It is just, uh, for those of you who missed last week's show, it's the story of an archaeologist. Yeah. He's either an archaeologist or an explorer, we're not clear, named Jim Turner, who makes this epic voyage to an island 400 miles off the coast of Chile. Yeah. And uh, polarity ensues because he's convinced that a mound of rocks is a Mayan thing. And (laughs) it's just, it's so beautifully filmed, Rod. My favorite part of the thing, and I'd forgotten all about this, is they were talking at the end of this about they're going to climb the monument, okay. this pillar of rocks that, that he swears is shaped like a snail with a jaguar on its back. It's not, yeah. but he swears that it is. They're going to climb this because no one's ever climbed it before. And they want to see how hard it would be to get to the top of this so that the Mayans could carve it. And they're talking about how hard it is to climb and nobody's ever done this. And all this. While they're being filmed from the top down <laughs> climbing. Yeah. 
sounds almost Monty Python-esque. It, it really is. It's marvelous. And and just knowing, of course, what happened post-2020. Yeah. This is, uh, 2012. I mean, this was made in 2010, 2009, 2010. And it's just, I can't recommend it highly enough. And I thought I was the only person that remembered it. But it turns out there's a whole internet group of people who love this film. It's like a cult classic because it's so bad <laughs> about everything in it scientifically is wrong. But it's yeah. so beautifully filmed. I mean, it is just, it is one of the best travel documentaries you'll ever see in your life. But it, it's like, it's like pretending that going to Seattle is an epic voyage across the unknown Pacific Ocean. Never before done. <laughs> Getting in a dugout canoe and paddling from Bainbridge Island to Seattle and filming the whole thing. It would be great. Yeah. Pretending that, uh, pretending it wasn't there. It's Rodbo's Beer of the Week. Ah, and this week we start with, uh, it's Lead Dog Brewing Companies. They're out of Sparks, Nevada. Peanut Butter Stout. Uh, It's a chocolate, vanilla, and peanut butter, uh, stout beverage which when you open the can smells strongly of peanut butter and most people are thinking ew that's gross i mean this is like my, the, i love the face butter. that's the face my wife made when she well it's the thought of peanut butter and beer it doesn't taste like peanut butter it smells of peanut no, butter it does not so but it was really good this really was, good we were talking about this yesterday is it i like stouts i always have yep especially the coffee the darker stouts man i love those and I love peanut butter. If you hang around me long enough, you'll know that one of my favorite religious rituals is opening a new peanut butter jar. I have a whole ritual oh, yeah. I go through. And <laughs> I love peanut butter, man. I go through one of those big jars in about a month, okay, <laughs> by myself. Okay. So I'm thinking peanut butter snout, stout, peanut butter snout, yeah. <laughs> peanut butter stout. I'm thinking, ooh, that's, uh, that's got to be really good. And I was a little disappointed. This one is actually on the sweeter side of the stouts, so it's it's very it's very palatable. It's not and there's not a lot of bitterness at all, and you can taste uh, the chocolate and the little bit of the vanilla. You don't taste the peanut butter, but you smell the peanut butter, so not bad. Did you say it was potable? Uh, palatable. Oh, palatable. Sorry, I thought you said potable. Palatable. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, I should enunciate better. Well, no, I mean I, it could just be my hearing. Because when I hear potable, I think potable water, which takes me to the potable water tanks in the lower level of machinery, too. Well, there you go. Which this this show is supposed to be about submarines, and we almost never talk about submarines. We don't. So it's Dave's sea story time. Okay, there you go. My very first dive ever. Okay. I'm qualified missile control roving patrol, which is like a fire and security watch. When the ship Mm -hmm. dives, my job is to go around and make sure we're not leaking in the missile compartment. Four levels to the missile compartment. So I'm roaming around and I get the lower level missile compartment and I hear this sound far away. Okay. Now remember, this is my first dive. I have never been underwater in a submarine before. So, so you don't know what's the, what's normal and what's not. No, I have no clue. And so I start... Picking up the pace a little bit to get towards this sound, I get all the way back to Machinery 2, which is the lower-level missile compartment. There are two depth control tanks that make up the bulkhead. 
These are hard uh-huh. tanks. They are vented to sea. So they hold sea pressure water. Okay. okay. And all I hear now is, along with splashing sounds of water flying out from these depth control tanks and going everywhere. This is my first dive. <laughs> There's a ladder that goes up the, the depth control tanks to, to third level, which is where the A-gang machinist mates hang out. The hatch flies open. Old Durham, who is this tall, bald guy. I mean, he, he earned his nickname Bull, I, I would learn later. Okay, he was <laughs> machinist mate first class. He leans his head down, his shiny bald head down through this hatch, sees the water flying everywhere. This first class, been in the Navy for 30 years, machine is made. Now, maybe 20 years at that point. Yells, oh, really bad word. Okay. And slams the hatch shut. <laughs> this is my first dive. <laughs> On tube 23 right there is a 4MC circuit, which is an emergency announcing circuit. So I'm going okay. over my head. I'm, I'm practicing in my head. As I'm picking it up, I'm practicing. Flooding machinery to lower level. Flooding machinery to lower level. Now, as soon as I say that, it goes over the 1MC, flooding lower level missile. They throw the chicken switches. We surface the ship immediately, go to flank speed, you know, because we got to get back up. Yeah. Flooding is not a good thing in the people tank. I've sure. got the phone in my hand. I'm rehearsing in my head what I'm going to say. The hatch flies open again. Boom. He literally jumps. It's about 12 feet from okay. third level down. Boom. He's got a wrench in his hand. He rips up the deck plate, starts turning a valve on the potable water tanks that are underneath there, which are overflowing because they forgot to turn off the, 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 the still. <laughs> and so they're overflowing where the vent has been put against the, uh, against the depth tanks. Okay. I don't know who designed okay. it that way, but they did. He gets that shut off. The stops. The water stops. He puts the deck plate down. He looks at me standing there with the four C phone in my hand. And he goes, but you're glad you didn't do that, huh? <laughs> that was my first dive, Rod. That was the first time I ever went underwater. <sighs> that I survived. Be, uh, yeah, that's a great memory to have. Now you you know you that's hey you've learned. Did you ever have that experience again? No. Bull was actually really cool about it. Most people would have just busted my chops about. It. Bull was actually really cool. He uh he as you, as you're doing your ship's quals, you go through each system. I got my potable water system signed off that day by him because he walked me through the whole thing and showed me how it worked and yada, 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 and tested me on it. And boy, did I know the potable water system inside (laughs) now. And I know what happens when it overflows. It was kind of of a mess. It was was an interesting interesting way to start your career. It really was. (laughs) But that's my submarine sea story of the week. So binge watching, what have you been doing? Ah, well, um, been, I still am slowly going through Space Force. Watched a couple of episodes this week. It's still pretty funny. I don't watch it as much because my wife doesn't find it as funny as I do. I can't figure so. out if they're trying to be sarcastic or slapstick. Fun. It's, I don't know what it's they're doing. It's kind of a mix. Mockery. Yeah. Satire. It's kind of a mix of it. It's, it's a very, it is strange in how they laid it out. Um, you know, so... Watching that, and, and my wife started yesterday Roswell, uh, so that's from the I think it's a CW show Roswell, and we've been watching it on Netflix. 
uh, we watched I think the entire first season yesterday. I say we. I was I was busy doing other things and would catch glimpses of it. And you're off of uh, Hallmark, right? I'm yeah. We don't have the the free Hallmark is done right now. <laughs> I didn't realize it was free. That's what. So I no. So I turn to my wife and I say, "This show, this Roswell show." I said, "This is kind of like a, a soap opera with space aliens." And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and bleep blop was divorced from from Diane, who was carrying oh, bloop blop's child. Undercover space aliens. You don't know that they look human. Well, of course they do. <laughs> I mean, why would you come billions of miles and? Try to be different. I mean, you see how we react to different people here. We build we build big neighborhoods with, with signs on them yeah. say, don't come in. Can't even figure out the name we want to call it. Are you wearing a Slytherin shirt? I am wearing a Slytherin shirt. <laughs> I am proudly House Slytherin. Are you? I am. <sighs> I read Harry Potter, the first one. Yeah. Because as it turns out, Guys will do anything if they think it's going to get them uh... yeah. a beer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've been watching this week, I've been watching, I've been watching more Just Shoot Me, and I did finally make it to Slow Donnie. Okay. Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. That's my funny, my favorite character. <laughs> That's, uh, it's funny. But for the most part, Rod, I, I, I've been watching maybe two, three episodes of that a day. Okay. Beyond that. I am literally glued to the Chaz Chop webcam. I have no idea why. Nothing is happening. Yeah. And and dinosaur shows. I've been watching soccer because Premier League came back. Yeah, I notice you keep looking away there. I, yeah, I'm watching Newcastle play right now. It's the FA Emirates Cup. So. Oh, God. Uh, See, this Newcastle is part of the problem. This is part of the problem Manchester. with soccer. Is it, it, there's so many different freaking things going on. I watched the entire Norwich City game yesterday. I have no idea why. I mean, I'm a Norwich fan, but but yeah. I'm not a masochist. And being a Norwich fan and a masochist is kind of the same thing. Yeah, in a way. Because This year especially. Yeah. Well, and see, we're built for the championship, which is a different level league. That's, that's the one thing I really yeah. like about English soccer is the promotion and relegation thing. It's God, awesome. God, I wish we could do that with football and baseball. That would be that would revolutionize how you watch it because you could still love your favorite team regardless of what they're in. But it, even the loser, it's so much. You know, the whole concept of relegation for those of you that don't know is that so they've got two leagues, champion and premier. The top three teams in the Champions League at the end of the season promote into the Premier League, and then the bottom three in the Premier League demote back into the Champions League. And so you've got this thing where you're you get excited for your your team to get out of the champion league into the premier league or you're fighting against relegation as in Dave's case. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a biannual thing with Norwich city because we're, we're so good in the championships league. Yeah. But so sucky in the premier league. So we go up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Unlike Ipswich, who I would point out goes down, down, down. Yeah. And they're in the bottom level. league. Yeah. Big rivals. Anyway, but then you have the FA Cup, which is open to every team in English soccer. Yes. And so then you and, and they do this in the middle of the season. So imagine like football, like the NFL having a a NFL a NCAA tournament. summer tournament yeah. in the middle of the season. So one weekend you're playing 
your fierce rival. And then the next weekend, you're playing some college team from Wake Forest or something. Yeah. In a game that doesn't really count. So since you're such a powerhouse and they're such a putz, you're not really going to play your best players, but you're still going to charge your fans full fare. Oh, yeah. It's, I would love to see that in the NFL, especially baseball. I, I got so frustrated with baseball and the burn it down baseball mentality the last few years where mm-hmm. you just suck and suck and suck. So you can build up all these draft ticket t- picks and everything. Yes. And then, and then you win the world series by cheating <laughs> the Houston Astros <laughs> and the Boston Red Sox. But, but, but I, I don't know, man, it wouldn't work because our finances are so much different our financial structure, yeah. and because uh, apparently Manfred has now managed to kill the minor leagues. There will be no minor league baseball season. This year. How sad. Pissing me off, man. It is really, really pissing me off. But you know what they say? Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. Ah, slow Donnie. Best character. He's so funny. Uh, <laughs> you haven't seen it. David Cross, man. And David Cross does that perfectly. Yes. God, he is such a versatile actor. Him as as Tobias Funke. Oh yes. In the rest of development. Arrested development, yeah. It blew myself. <laughs> oh. able, his ability to keep a straight face when delivering those lines is amazing. And he's so neurotic. I mean, he is today's Woody Allen, isn't he? With without being yeah. the starring front character. Because I don't think he would work as a front character as a main character. No. But as a supporting character. Everything he is. He is wonderful. Anything else you need to add this week, bro? Huh? I think that's about it for me. It's a busy week. Why? It was or it is? It will be. Yeah, oh, that's I've right. You're leaving married. tomorrow. You're leaving yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. What's going on, man? Tell everybody what's... My, well, my oldest is getting married this week. So we are uh, we are going to be out of the area visiting uh visiting with her and, and and with our new in-laws as well as preparing for the wedding anything exciting in the wedding i mean is it is it just a traditional straight wedding or are we going to do anything weird because of you know the protests or covid everybody gonna have masks i mean it's california you gotta wear uh, masks right uh, well the, the ceremony's outside so we'll be maskless outside and everyone will be somewhat socially distanced uh, and then inside, they've made some adjustments. This is the first wedding that the venue is having since they closed down. So it's going to mm. be interesting to see, you know, what 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 was going to be a buffet has now gone to like they're going to serve it for us. Um, yeah, because that's thing. so much better. Here, let yeah. me touch your plate and then feed it to you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So we'll be wearing masks, I think, in the reception for the most part, just because of my wife's condition, uh, except for when we're eating, of course. Hmm. That's all the restaurants around here now because now we have a mask mandate too. And so we have oh, restaurants yeah, who are saying that. you have to wear masks when you come in and when you sit down at your table, you can take your mask off. But if you get up from your table, you have to put it back on. Okay. So, you know what? I've just decided this week I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm just going to stay don't. home. We hit drive through still. I mean, that's for us. That's it for us. In fact, when we're traveling, this we're just planning on hitting drive-throughs for the most part. We're not going to eat in or dine in any restaurants. I'm pretty proud of the fact that I've been cooking a lot lately. I made dinner like every night for two weeks. I'm pretty yeah. proud of that. Patting myself on the back. There you go. I'm not a great cook or anything. I mean, keeps my wife happy, and some, I don't have to 
I don't have to wear a mask when I go out. Yeah. There you go. All right, you ready for the weekly wisdom to close the day with? Sure. Being it's June 28th, the anniversary of the assassination of uh, Franz Ferdinand, Archduke of, of uh, Austria-Hungary, a nation which no longer exists. Franz Ferdinand was famous for his moderate views on things. Austria-Hungary, much like the United States, was a homogenous country made up of numerous subgroups of racial identities who all hated each other. All of them hated each other. And the House of Habsburg ruled over them, usually by force, but Franz Ferdinand wanted to change that. He wanted to make it more mm, democratic, I guess. This is before he got shot and killed by people who hated him and hated the Habsburg Empire and thus unleashed the First World War because nobody could figure out what the other people were thinking or assumed what the other... Anyway, he is uh, attributed to Habsburg. Nobody knows for sure if he actually said this or not, but it's attributed to him. If all the right people say, go here, then of course they get a huge audience. But that audience has no loyalty and they are quickly outcooled by someone else. So as you go through the week, remember, it might seem cool now, but if you're not thinking for yourself, you're just going along with the crowd. And that might get you shot and start a world war. Okay. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. See you. You'll be back next week, right? I will be. All right. We'll see you next week then for another episode. July already. Yep. Happy Fourth. Indeed. Favorite holiday. Independence. We'll see you next week. Everybody.